people don't know about trash can cleaning. That's one of the biggest hurdles. I think that one of the things that we learned is really to play into our strengths. One of the things that we were both really, really good at is cultivating relationships. We would have days where we'd be running ads and then suddenly there'd be this big jump and we'd have all these customers, you know, signing up for service and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from initially. And then we discovered that it was a raving fan that would be like one of our customers in a neighborhood would post something or go on a walk and just start talking to all their neighbors about how wonderful the service was. And suddenly we'd have 20 new customers in a few hours. Welcome back inside of Trash Chatter. I'm your host, Victoria Conway. And today I am pleased to be joined by Lisa McGee out of Denver, Colorado. Her and her husband, Ben, own Green Can Cleaner. They've been doing this since 2018. Lisa, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. This is a wonderful way to start the morning. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. We were talking a little bit off camera how it's great to get other women on the show, especially yes. in this industry, because there's a lot of ladies who put a lot of effort into helping run businesses, running their own companies. And I'm excited for this episode as I know you've got a lot of success and also some insight to share. Um, but before we get into maybe some of your tips, want to start how we generally start every episode. And that is how did you guys stumble into can cleaning? So we have been kind of serial entrepreneurs for most of our our lives, both independent and then when we got married. And, and so we had been doing some like home flipping, home improvement kinds of things. Um, but we also had our other career fields. So I had another business and Ben really wanted to have a dedicated home services industry business. And we were just kind of looking for the right idea. And he was looking online at, we had originally tried to find someone to clean our trash cans and couldn't find anyone. And so we'd gone for years just hoping that something would kind of pop up. It, it, did, it still didn't occur to us to start this as a business until Ben was doing some research in YouTube with woodworking project he was working on and a video of sparkling Ben's and can cleaning came up and he was like, boom, that's it. And within a week, we had the entity formed, we had the trailer ordered and we were heading out to Florida to pick up our very first piece of equipment. We were in business so fast, my head was spinning. And at first I didn't get it. I mean, I got having a clean trash can. I liked having a clean trash can, but I didn't get it as a business. And so I think a lot of our story is, you know, I supported him in that while I had a different business and I really wasn't working in it. And it shifted along the way, you know, where we'd always kind of work together on things and he had my full support. And a lot of our initial first customers came from my other businesses. I had talked it out because I just didn't get it. But um but it, it's been exciting and it's been a fun ride. And, and I'm really, really, really glad that we started it. I think it's awesome that you fully supported him because sometimes there's that overthinking aspect. And it seems like Ben saw a good idea. He knew he was going to work hard. And next thing you know, you guys have three systems. You're doing back end. And you talked a lot about before we started rolling, saying you do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, not really with the trucks, but that's just as important. And one area I want to touch on is marketing because there's so much info out there on how to market, how to grow this business. And I think a lot of our owners agree that people don't know about trash can cleaning. That's one of the biggest hurdles. 
So what's worked for you guys on the marketing side and how has that developed over the last couple of years? I think that one of the things that we learned is really to play into our strengths. And so one of the things that we were both really, really good at is cultivating relationships. And so a lot of our marketing has been very different from, you know, other other people. And we tried to do things other people's ways. They didn't really work that well for us. And so we really focused on the relationships and we found that like we would have days we'd be running ads and then suddenly there'd be this big jump and we'd have all these customers, you know, signing up for service and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from initially. And then we discovered that it was a raving fan that would be like one of our customers in a neighborhood would post something or go on a walk and just start talking to all their neighbors about how wonderful the service was. And suddenly we'd have 20 new customers in a few hours because of, you know, their efforts. And so we really learned early on to focus on how to cultivate, not just a customer, because initially when we started this, it was, well, everybody needs their cans cleaned. Every homeowner has a trash can. They all go out on the curb. They all need it. Well, but the reality is that not everybody gets it. And it usually takes someone who is receiving the service and loves the service talking about it for people to start to get it. And it's usually multiple conversations, multiple points of touch of contact. And what we really have specialized in learning how to do is how to develop that kind of customer, not just any customer, but the customer that's going to post a review, the customer that's going to talk about you to everybody that they know and thinks that you are the best company ever and they wish they'd known you forever ago. And so um, those that is what we've really focused on learning how to market and find those people. So it's kind of a unique little niche that we've built in that because a lot of people just don't think that way. They think I just need to acquire customers, which is true. But there's a big difference between the types of customers that you acquire and your marketing and the way that you communicate does everything to attract that person. So if you don't really dial it in and go, who is our ultimate, you know, optimal customer under the best of, you know, every scenario, if we had a hundred of these, it's worth a thousand of others. What makes that person that person? And making a real study of that and learning it and learning how to communicate what you do, the value that you bring to their lives, to them, so that they know how to communicate the same thing to their friends, their family, their neighborhoods, their church groups. You know, that is what's made the big difference. So we've really been very grassroots in the growth. And um, and it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. That's amazing. I think it's, it goes back to quality over quantity. And I think in this field, when people start talking about it, you're right. There's some people who won't stop talking about it. And that for me, if I'm going to spend my money, if they trust our company, not only the service, but the quality that we provide, that's going to make a big difference. And I like that. And I'm sure, and I wonder, this is maybe a, a sidebar question, but at first, when you saw that other things were working, were you and Ben like, why don't they work for us? Or were you more like, hey, this is what's worked for us and we'll stick to that? You know, I think that having a lot of curiosity as an entrepreneur is really important. And, you know, we have been very fortunate to have some incredible mentors 
and to, you know, we don't go, oh, this isn't working. I don't know what to do. (laughs) You know, we go, okay, this isn't working. What are we doing next? How are we improving on this? It's a mindset thing that's different. And so, you know, there, there haven't been any failures. There's just been opportunities to learn. And it's even with our employees now, when things kind of go wrong, it's what did we learn from this? That's always kind of what it's about. And the big breakthroughs have come because it hasn't been easy right from the get-go. And I'm not going to call it a failure or something that didn't work. It just wasn't the best iteration of the idea. And being able to break through that and not get bogged down in that, it's never been a reflection of us. It's always just been you know, this idea that needs some tweaking. And, and I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who go into business can get really stuck in. I had this idea. There's it's so much a part of their identity that they can't let go of it early enough in the process. And they keep trying to push the same thing to happen because it works for other people. And the reality is we all come into this with different strengths, with different things that we're going to sell at, different ways that we're going to connect with our customer base. And geography pays a lot of a lot into it. You know, we learned that things would work in one neighborhood, but not in another neighborhood. And they were maybe five miles apart from each other. But there were different mindsets at play. And we had to learn to communicate in all of these different geographic things, even within where we are. And so it really honed a lot of experience for us to think a little bit differently. And so that that process of this isn't working for me, it just isn't part of our vocabulary really a whole lot in that it just is something to tweak. It's just something to grow in. It's just something to figure out another way to go about it. Um, And it was never about us or about the business being successful or working or not working. It was just an idea. And who cares if an idea doesn't work? You just go on to another idea. Absolutely. And I think that's a lot to learn with being an entrepreneur. It's not always going to go the way you expect it to. It's how do you rebound from that? And, And with marketing, I think people do get stuck in their ways. But I know you guys, for example have tweaked things, have made changes. What type of progressions have you made with your marketing at times where you think, okay, it's going well, but could we do a little bit different to maybe be better? Initially, we started kind of doing things a lot the way that we saw other people going about business. And so like we had um, on our first website, you know, we had this subscription model and people would sign up and it would automatically charge on the renewal dates and, you know, we have adjusted how we do all of that. We're, we just had our, what, third rebrand of our website that just went live this last week. So it's been a continual kind of progression and evolution in, in terms of how we present ourselves as a company and how we go about things. And, and we've really had come to the surface the things that make Green Can Cleaner, Green Can Cleaner. And And now we have enough of a customer base that almost our whole sales process, we use the languaging and quotes and things of our customers. We're not telling people anymore. We're sharing what our customers are telling people. And so the whole vocabulary has changed. The whole look of everything has changed. Even though we have the same logo that we had from the beginning, everything surrounding the logo has changed. And it's all been based on 
what we've learned about our customer base and who our optimal customer is and how we want to attract that customer. Um, I'll give a specific example. So we're constantly taking classes, constantly signing up for new things and having to grow because we're having to develop skills that we didn't come into this knowing. And that's one of the fun things for us is that perpetual growth. And I had the opportunity to take a marketing class from someone who does marketing for Tony Robbins. And so it was in the funnel community and they were, they were doing a class on driving a sales process online and really teaching how to find optimal customers. And so I look for those kinds of places and continue to learn and grow. And they really taught, um, like we learned a lot about the beginnings of how you start tracking people's behavior online in terms of what they're going to purchase and how they're going to engage things and why they choose to say yes to things and um, decision-making and simplifying decision-making. You know, at that point, we still had um, four different service combination things that we did. Now we have two and an on-demand. We don't even call it one-time cleaning. You know, we have varied in how we present the choices so that it's an either or. You know, which is the beauty of a sales funnel is you're bringing things down to choose this or this. And then once you make a choice, you know, the funnel is going to drive you to someplace else to make another choice. We just stop at that. And so it's we're choosing this or this. And it's that simple. And um, it's made a huge difference where people don't get stuck on our website anymore. They don't get stuck in the process anymore because we've learned to make it easy for them to say yes. They aren't there because they aren't interested in the service. They get bogged down with too much information and too many choices, and they don't know which one is right for them. And so they just wind up in paralysis and don't move forward. And so that was a big thing. We exponentially exploded with our second website when that happened, even though it was really verbose and you know it was a wordy website. Um, now it's really pretty clean. Um, and it's really simple. And so um, that's been a big part of it is learning how to get, our, get out of our own way so that customers can just say yes to us. I love it. And it's true because sometimes you can overload people with information. So nice and concise, they don't overthink it. And I think it's also good that you and Ben decided like we can adapt. It's okay. It doesn't mean like you mentioned before, it doesn't mean it's a failure. Um, as much as you guys have found successes with marketing, are there any things you guys thought were going to turn out to be great? And then you're like, maybe we won't do that again in terms of marketing or advertising? Yeah, I would say one of the things that we tried doing initially out of the gate with, um, you know, when we started noticing that it was customers kind of posting in social media groups, you know, we started jo joining a bunch of these, these groups to try to participate in the engagement. And we would run ads or we would post things and, and we didn't understand why we didn't get the same responses. And so a lot of times as a business, when you try to replicate internally from within the business, what happens organically from customers, it's really difficult to do. And so we had to learn how to um, communicate with those customers and say, you know what, last year when you did this, it really helped us. Would you do this for us? And, and it was, you know, really, it is about building a relationship because these might be people that like they're sharing stories. I'll give you a few stories that our customers have shared that have made a big difference. Um, 
one was one of my customers from a previous business, and she's been with us since we started. And they had teenage boys. And so she was cleaning out the refrigerator, and it was the day after the cans were cleaned. And she threw the rotten food into the trash can the day after, and it was in their garage. The whole family was mad. And it was those teenage boys that were like, how could you do this right after the cans were cleaned? The garage smelled so good. And they were so upset about that smell. And she still gets grief from them. Don't clean out the fridge right after trash day because we want our cans clean. Um, We've had people send us pictures of their kids playing in the trash cans because after they're clean, they want it's teenagers and they're rolling each other down the street and they're playing. And there's these tween girls, you know, that are literally playing in the trash can. And they send us pictures laughing about how awesome it is that they don't have to worry about that. We had a, a teenager that was like, can I just move into the trash can? She didn't want to clean her room. And, you know, mom's given her all this grief about cleaning her room. And she's like, can I just move into the trash can? I just don't want to deal with this. And it was after it was cleaned. And she's like, how do I get my teenager's room to smell like your trash cans? You know, it's like, what is the magic, you know, kind of thing? And so the customers will really give you the language to communicate and the things to share that make a difference to them. You know, when when we started, I thought it would be around the safety kind of mechanism of having a clean trash can because I'd had um, lymphoma. And I, when I was in chemotherapy, we actually started really cleaning the trash can thoroughly because I kept getting respiratory infections and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. And so I'm in chemotherapy and my oncologist is finally, are you the one that takes out the trash? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, if you can smell it, that instinctive thing to turn away is your body protecting you. You're breathing this stuff in and it's probably what's causing the infection in your immune compromised state. So I really thought it would be around a safety thing and started our marketing around, you know, the safety mechanics of all of that. But, you know, it's not. It's the teenager that wants to move into the trash can. It's the kid that's sitting at the window that's five years old that loves the truck. It's the most amazing thing ever. And they know it's trash day and they literally sit there and wait for us to come and come running out because they want to just see it happen. You know, those are the stories and those are the reasons that our customers use the service. You know, they love that their car doesn't smell like a garbage can anymore because it's in the garage and they can keep it there without stinking up everything in the garage that when they pull out the camping equipment, it doesn't smell like trash until they get it aired out for days. You know, those are the things that our customers love about the service. And so when we let go of the agenda of what we thought their reasons would be and let it be what they send their reasons would be, then it became a whole different ballgame. Once again, here inside of Trash Chatter, Lisa McGee from Green Can Cleaner, sharing some of her best practices and how they have found success in their over five years of business. Lisa, knowing what you know now, what would you have told yourself when you started this back in 2018? To be prepared for a long haul. That it takes a lot of customers to really build things up. And it's going to take time to acquire those customers and time to learn how to really operate this business. And so I think being more patient in that process and being prepared for that to take some time. I mean, the growth has been exponential from the beginning, but 
it takes a while to overcome the cost of getting started and to not feel the pressure of that. And so I think that um, we probably would have been a little bit more prepared. But that being said, we just figured it out as we went along. And so trusting that, yeah, trusting that you're, you're going to be able to solve it and just get in it and and do it is is kind of a big deal. You know, I, I think that I could have saved a lot of personal worry <laughs> if, if I'd been able to go, this is, it's all going to be fine. We're moving in the right direction and to be paying attention to the trajectory, even if it's slower than I want it to be getting started, um, which it always is in, in reality, it always is. And so, um, you know, being, being ready to ride that out and not, not challenging the, the business itself as being a sound way of moving forward in it. You know, it's, it, one of the shifts that I had to make was because I didn't get it getting started. It actually took a while for me to get it. And for me to, to get that this wasn't just going to be a hobby business kind of thing. Um, and while I fully supported Ben and was like right there with anything, he never got any grief from me over the hours that he needed to work over the time that he needed to put into it over what was coming home into the household from the business. None of that was ever an issue. Um, I, I believed in him enough that, to know that he was going to do whatever needed to happen for this to be successful. Um, I wish that I had been more dedicated in the same way to this because now it fully supports it. I've closed the, the business that I had going that was really successful because my time and energy was much better directed just here. And, um, and we needed to be fully unified in that process. And so I wish that I'd gotten it sooner, but um, once I got it, I got it. That's amazing. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur looking for a new business in your area, click on the link below and join the Sparkling Mins family to start your own trash can cleaning business. Maybe you'll be like Lisa and getting to venture full-time into it. And as you and Ben have grown, it seems like you guys are very goal-oriented, which I think is important to anything, let alone a new business. What are some things that you guys might have that you'd like to share, at least for your business as you guys continue to grow and we head into a new year? You know, yeah, I would say that probably we, we do have a lot of huge goals and, and we push really hard and really enjoy challenging ourselves, both as individuals and as a company. And so a lot of our goals are around professional development, um, acquiring skills that, you know, we know we have to grow in as we're moving forward. And so things that we've had to, to grow in to be just ourselves functioning, then hiring people. And then as we've added more equipment, there's constantly new learning that needs to happen. And so we are engaged in mastermind groups and taking classes and, you know, those are our big avenues that we're growing. Um, like we hired a CFO this last year to help us in, you know, projecting out and being able to forecast a little bit more effectively. And so we've got big goals for growth and we'll be expanding and deepening our marketing strategies. Um, we haven't gone really heavy into social media 
Uh, and I, I know that that will be happening kind of in the, down the horizon as we, we grow into things. Um, but our, our big thing is, is really making sure that the actions that we're taking are the ones that move the needle in terms of the growth that we want. And it's not just monetary, you know, although that's a huge piece of it, um, it all plays in together and we're highly competitive. And so, um, being able to perform more effectively, whether we're competing with ourselves or other providers or other, even other industries, we compare kind of across and go, what are the next bridges that we've got to be able to cross and being prepared for those and, and building those out. So there's, there's a lot of big goals kind of on the horizon and, um, you know, adding our third track, you know, it, it, it's, how do we get to four? You know, it's always, how do we get to this next place? And so, you know, getting four ready to go and queued up. And and we love working with sparkling bends. I got to just say here that as we've talked about um, relationships and business, one of the big reasons that we came and, and went with sparkling bends when we got started is because you guys have the same value structure that we do. You build relationships and cultivate relationships with the people. It's not just selling a piece of equipment. You know, there is follow-up and sustaining and helping to, to grow. And, um, you know, we have loved being part of the Sparkling Benz family and the relationships that we've developed with other members of the Sparkling Benz family have been incredible to our business growth and to our success. And so we really um, feel very grateful to, to Sparkling Benz as a whole and many individuals within the company that we work with regularly. Well, thank you for that, Lisa. I know we always thoroughly enjoy working with you and Ben. and It's important because at the end of the day, we're all in it together. And I might be a little biased, but I think a lot of our owners are, are really great about just sharing info, chatting, and hopefully continuing to grow. So thank you for those kind words. It's really appreciated. And um, I have one more question for you before we let you go. I know you're busy. Sure. I know you got to acquire more customers today, but what piece of advice would you give for an aspiring entrepreneur that thinks maybe I want to get into this industry? I would say don't just think that you're starting a business cleaning trash cans. Recognize you're starting a business. Have a real business plan. You know, even if it's just an outline, get this stuff in writing, know where you're starting from, know where you're going and understand what your numbers need to be to be successful. Focus your actions on doing the things that move those numbers. It's very easy to create a lot of busy work for yourself in this. You can be really busy and work a lot of hours and not have it actually grow your business. And so learn and be open to being mentored by people because you know, as, as you said, most of us are willing to talk to, you know, new people who are looking at coming into this industry. We're on the phone with people all the time and we're, we're generous with our time. And I know many other business owners um, that are the same way. And so come into it, not thinking that you already know all the answers and looking for validation for what you think, you know, come into it and hear what you might not know be willing to learn from the experience of people in this and um, recognize that you're in a service-based industry. 
which means that you got to have an attitude, an attitude of contribution. You know, it, it, it can't be a take, take, take kind of thing, whether you're going to acquire customers and it's just, you're going to show up and clean and, and pay me, develop a relationship, build a real quality of contributing to the betterment of the people that you come in contact with, whether it's in business or professionally, because if you're going to work in a service-based industry, you better be service-minded. And um, that will help you overcome any of the hurdles that show up. Because the resources that you need, the information that you need, the way through it will show up through these relationships and through that attitude. Absolutely, Lisa. I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. It's so true. And you guys are a great example as to how to grow and scale your business and also find other things that you can make sure you're focusing on to ensure that you're getting the right types of customers. That's what I'm taking away from this episode. I want to thank you for taking some time out of your day to join us. We greatly appreciate it. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to to share and to help others kind of moving forward. We we love this industry and we really want to see it grow and see people be able to be highly successful in it because there's tons of room for that. So, you know, get ready to have some fun if you're just getting started because it's, it's a lot of fun. You can tell the enthusiasm, which is awesome because that's our favorite type of client <laughs> and people who are so passionate about it. Um, so we do also thank you and Ben for your loyalty to Sparkling Bins. It's, it's greatly thank appreciated. You. If you guys enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to check out Trash Chatter. We release episodes once a month. And if you're an aspiring entrepreneur, you can check out our website today to start your own trash bin cleaning system and start with our state-of-the-art equipment. It's sparklingbinsbusiness.com. And if you're out in the Denver metro area, please check out Lisa and Ben at greencancleaner.com. Thank you all for tuning in and we'll see you again next time.